The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to Source of Truth and our daily live stream devotional. We're glad you're with us today. Uh, We're going to be in the book of Matthew as we continue our study through the first coming of Jesus Christ and we continue to look through aspects of the Christmas story. And today we're going to be out of Luke and move over to the book of Matthew as we jump into a different aspect of one of the really the three core. You've got where Jesus was born, you've got the shepherds, uh, and we're going to look at the beginning, talk a few days about the wise men. Wiseman and Herod and all of the things that take place around, centering around the birth of Jesus and some of the aspects. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of this that one of the things that is unique when you begin to look at things like the nativity scene, uh, that the story we're going to look at today does not completely match with the nativity scene because we know that, as we'll see, as we'll see over the next couple of days, the wise men were not present at the actual birth of Jesus. They were not present at the um, stable or, or um, barn or wherever it was that he was born at this time, and they were not present that day. We know by a couple words we'll evaluate here, and we'll see through Scripture that they were not there. Now, again, I don't think it's biblically wrong, per se, to put the wise men there, because as we see it, it is an integral part of the birth of Jesus, of him as a baby, as a child, and a reminder that he is the king, and he and at that time was the future king, and obviously still is the future king as we look forward to the millennial reign. Uh, So I think putting him in there is a good thing because it reminds people of that in this Christmas setting. And uh, so let's go ahead and begin as we read in Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod heard the king, when Herod heard the king, um, excuse me, rephrase it. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he, when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, Thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least, aren't not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at these verses real quick. And this kind of will break uh, these, this, this aspect of the story probably into three or four different episodes as we go through this time. So let's go back to verse 1. And it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, uh, we see it was in the days of Herod the king. Now remember, we talked a little bit about this. Julius Caesar's nephew, he was a king. He was an older man at this point and known as a very evil king. Now please remember, it's uniquely when we talk about the idea of the king because he was really placed there by Rome. Um, Israel was still under the captivity and the rule and control of Rome. 
Um, the people were striving heavily with the desire to throw off Roman rule and to be able to have a really a, a free Jewish king back on the throne. And they were and someone who would see the, uh, the need of the Israel and give freedom to them and bring back their identity. And they were still under a, a man that was placed there by Rome. So really, he was more of a figurehead than anything uh, because Rome was still in control. And so Rome could come and tell Herod to do pretty much whatever they wanted to. And, and so he was an angry man. He was a very jealous man, easily quick to, to kind of eliminate any competition to his throne. And obviously, since he's not really the king in the full sense of ruling as Rome was over top of him, uh, that in itself became a great frustration. And obviously, there were the rulers of the synagogue, and those people ruled differently. And so it was a unique time as if you study out how all of it worked when, when, the, when, when there's a trial of Jesus, and they, they had to go to the Sanhedrin, and they go to you know, Pilate, and all these different things were happening. Um, obviously, it was a unique and strange time of ruling, and, but at least to the people of, of Israel, it was an oppressive time. And so this man was an angry, oppressive man, jealous man. And these, and at this time, these three men come in and basically kind of throw him off and make him angry and make him extremely jealous over this. And so in the second half of verse 1, it says, There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now, there's been a lot of study as to the east, where exactly were they had come from, um, how many were there, what was their purpose. Um, I was reading this morning, uh, some theologians believe that it might have been from the Babylonian er, um, er, arena or area, um, specifically for the reason behind it was that because there were many Hebrews um, in captivity in Babylon, there would have been a lot of Hebrew writings in this area. And because of that, um, these wise men would have studied their own stuff, their own, own information, the Hebrew. They, they would have done anything they can to get as much information as they can. They probably, by nature, were astrologers. They studied the stars. And so their desire was to fully understand and map out the heavens. And so this new star appears, and inevitably it was something that grabbed their attention. It was very different than all they had seen. It was very, unique. It was very new, and they would have known that. And so they saw this, and then they would have been able to compare all of this back to Hebrew writings. And we know this because later on, in a few verses, they quote the writings of Micah, of a prophet. And they say it was a prophet who did this. And so we see these men had had knowledge and, 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 and were able to have availability to Hebrew prophecy. And so likely from that area, exactly where they came from is not necessarily important, as it is people from outside of, he, of the Hebrew area recognized this king and were going to come and worship him. And so they would have journeyed by foot. Now the debate comes as to when did the star appear? Let's go down uh, to verse 3, uh, verse 2. It says, they said, these, these wise men came into Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now, please remember, these were wise men, obviously, as they came in, uh, probably Persian by nature, they came in, it would have been obvious by their dress, would have been obvious by um, the, the coming in that they were, they, were, they were not paupers, they were wise men, men to be listened to, believed. And so Herod, because of the uh, nature of who these men were, immediately would have become, uh, would have believed what they said to be true and would become jealous and nervous and said, man, this is not good. Uh, these men know something I don't know. We need to find out more information. And so immediately their entry uh, would have caused a stir. 
Um, and, but it's interesting, he says, we have seen his star in the east. So there's a lot of debate as to when the star appeared. Some people believe it might have appeared two years prior to the birth of Jesus, and therefore they could have been there shortly after the birth. Um, then maybe they, it was the day of the birth, and then it took them time to research and find out. Then they journeyed to, to Bethlehem to find out what it was. Again, the time doesn't make much of a difference. We know in one of the later passages in this section that it was said that they came to the house to worship Jesus. And so they know that Jesus was no longer in the stable, um, that he was now living in a house in Bethlehem. Uh, we also know that they came to the young child. He would, the terminology in the Greek states that he was no longer an infant, no longer a baby, that he was, what we would guess, approximately two years old. He was a toddler, as we call him today. Young child is the terminology they use. Now, we come back to why he thinks he might have been two years old. Well, obviously, uh, Herod asked these men, give us information as to when the star appeared. Go worship. Tell us information. They fulfilled some, pro they, they explained the prophecy that had been fulfilled, and Herod became angry, and then later we'll see when he didn't return, he went after them, and he went after any baby two years and younger. So with that, we get the idea that Jesus could have been up to, upwards to two years old at this point. Now, it's interesting, you know, there's questions we'd ask. How come they didn't go back to Nazareth? Why were they still in Bethlehem? Where did they get the house? Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, Jesus just doesn't tell us in Scripture. And, but it's interesting that they were there. Uh, here's my question I've wondered. Did the star appear over the house they would stay in before Jesus was born? Or did it appear over the stable? Did it move? Here's an interesting question. When the wise men found him, did the star leave heaven and sit over the house? Because how would they know exact house it was if the star was in space? So many unique things, you know, maybe insignificant questions, shall we say, in some of these aspects. Let me tell you, when I look at this, uh, not only just from breaking down the details of the passage, from, from practical points of view and this. We look at three men who understood prophecy. They'd studied prophecy. They'd studied the stars. And what we see is another aspect where God used other people outside of Scripture to prove Scripture. He'd used these men to come in and to, well, several things, to give Joseph a reason to flee to Egypt, which was needed because it fulfilled prophecy as well. It showed the true deity of Jesus, and we'll see in an episode or two later about the three gifts and what does it mean for him as the king, as the prophet, as the priest, as one day the sacrificial lamb, and those are all part of that. And so we see that God used these three wise men, or let me say these wise men, because we actually don't know how many came. Uh, many uh, commentators believe probably more than three, since it was rare for these men of the stature to have gone by themselves, or at least there was a caravan with them. Uh, we think, we, we just come to the assumption three because there was three gifts. Uh, there could have been many more. Again, it's not, it is not a significant information to know the exact number of people that had come. Uh, what we do see is the fact that these men did come in, in, in a full recognition that this was king of the Jews prophecy, fulfillment. So there were still so many ways for the Jewish people to recognize who Jesus was. And so even though it was not done in the grand scheme, as it would have been done for a prince to have been born in that day, where it would announce to the people, to the royal family first, then to the people, and would have been glorified, it was done uniquely, but it was done uniquely by God on purpose uh, because of the reason that what Jesus was coming. He wasn't coming to rule and reign this time. 
This was his first coming, his second coming that we're still looking forward to when he comes to the earth for the millennial reign at the end of the tribulation. That's the coming we look for where he will ultimately sit on the throne of David. He will fulfill that prophecy which we still look forward to. One of the things I look at this from an application point of view is as we look at this part of the story, we're reminded of the deity of Jesus, we're reminded of the sovereignty that this is God in human form which we consider just the aspect that he's in human form, God's willingness to take on flesh, to take on the limitations and, the, and all of the struggles of the human flesh due to the curse, and then be there so that he could go to the cross and feel the physical pain to be able to pay our punishment, which is why he came the first time. All of that is a reminder that this entire thing, that God took on flesh for you and for me. To, to give us salvation, um, to be, in, to, as, Emmanuel, as the word says, Emmanuel, God with us, to be with us, to, to help uh, bring reconciliation between a holy God and a sinful man. And there's so much behind the fact that his deity was absolutely necessary uh, for, him, for him to have done everything he needed to do in the 33 and a half years he was on this earth. And I'm so grateful for just this reminder of the deity and how God works every detail out, which again reminds me, he's not surprised by what, what things going on. He's in control. And that is such a powerful truth for us to be reminded of today. Thank you so much for taking this Friday to join us um, as we evaluate Scripture, as we look at this, what is a very familiar story, and be reminded of the grace of God to be able to offer and to give His Son in such a humble way so that we ultimately can have a home in heaven and reconciliation with God. Well, we hope you have a great weekend. We hope to see you Sunday. Again, no 9 o'clock mitigation service uh, for this week. There'll just be a 10 o'clock service, so either here on, per on person Sunday at 10 or online. And we look forward to having you join us as we have a great day as we're reminded of all the goodness that God has done through this Christmas season. Hope to see you this weekend and look forward to seeing you back here again on Monday. God bless.